0: was also very wealthy, but with the wealth came um, a lot of the uh, uh the wickedness that that comes with the wealth and, and all of that in that city and and we know that from what we read about the letters to corinth in first and second corinthians and so we see that first of all as he's coming into Corinth, I want us to look at some different things, and and first of all is the fellowship of believers. So here comes Paul. He's left Athens. He's by himself, and he comes into this this wicked city, and uh, I I want us to give some thought to uh, his emotional state when he came into this, and you don't see this from Acts, but you read about the testimony that he gives of this in uh, 1 Corinthians. So if you want to, turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He writes this a little bit later uh, to the Corinthian church and uh, explains to them how he came to them and and how he approached them. And he says in the first five verses of chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, "'And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God.'" for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. So first of all he comes into this city and uh somewhat opposite of what he did in Athens when he came into Athens he uh was dealing with the philosophers and the teachers and and so he would debate with them and 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 I'm sure his approach was much different than what it was when he came into Corinth he comes into Corinth a very wicked city and a very much of an in-your-face type of mentality that they had, and and so here he he stated that I came in here and just seeking the power of God, and I determined that the only thing that I uh, to know about you was uh, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. But also it says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. I. I guess, I don't know, I've, I've even preached through 1 Corinthians, and um, I guess I never focused on it in, in the preaching as much, but uh, it's amazing to me that even Paul had his moments where he questioned things. And, he, I mean, think about it. He comes into a city, and, Lord, what, what happens if, if the same things happen here that happened in Lystra when when they drugged me out of the city and stoned me you know i'm sure he's probably thinking i maybe i'm not really ready for that again and uh, i you know looking at all the wickedness that that was there he was alone this time and and i'm sure that uh that played into it it seems like that uh, uh satan obviously is very smart and very wicked in what he does and so many times we're the weakest when we're by ourselves and he was alone, and, and uh, uh, so he's reminded of these past experiences. He's, he sees all the wickedness of this city. He's by himself and starts doubting some things. And, and so here he says that I came, and, and uh, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And so it just seems to me that he comes into Corinth, and, and first of all, he he's having a little bit of doubts in his mind and in his heart. He's got some fear and, and trembling that is going on during this time. And and then I love what what God does. Just when he needs someone, he brings him into the fellowship of other believers. And it says he came to Corinth, so a city of roughly maybe around 90,000 people. And so we're not talking a, a small city. And I mean, this is like Greeley uh, type of uh, size of a city, maybe not, probably not spread out quite as much as what Greeley was, and but uh, very large. And, and to, to get through this, and lo and behold, he gets there and by coincidence runs into some other believers. I, I find it... Great, how God knew exactly what Paul needed, and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontius, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome, and came unto them. So uh, here in in Rome, he had pushed all of the Jews out, and and along with the Jews went uh, I- anyone that was a believer also the 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 believing Jews. They all got ousted out of Rome and. And lo and behold, Aquila and Priscilla ended up in Corinth. And not only that, but then it goes on to show that because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought. For by their occupation, they were tent makers. I wasn't aware of this, so I went back and read the history of it. Most of the Pharisees uh, ha- had a job, and so they were uh, a leader of that sect, obviously, and the the religious leaders, but. Uh, most of those men also had a job uh, that that would pay their bills and one of the things that Paul did to pay the bills was he was a tent maker and and they said that um, one of the the places where the the place where where Paul was from in in Tarsus in that area that uh, they were known for the goat hair they were they were known for the leather and and so he probably brought a lot of those goods with him and, and was uh very knowledgeable in that aspect of making the tents, and so here he is he he came to them, he uh, was with them, and wrought for by their op- occupation they were tent makers so uh, here we see that so these believers had moved to Corinth, and uh, i don 't know, probably just trying to make a living and and can you imagine here they are, just probably by themselves and not getting out much and just making a living and then they run into Paul and the I just think of the encouragement that it must have been, and we we always need to remember the importance uh, of the fellowship that we have with one another, and and a Wednesday night is an important time, it really is. The Sunday night is an important time to come together and 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 truly bear one another's burdens. <clears throat> Look, Sunday morning, I mean, it was cha- chaotic. I mean, praise the Lord! How how good it was. But you you understand that when when you have that kind of a group in here, where you know we praise the Lord, we're worshiping Him, we're preaching the Word, and then you know there's just not a whole lot of time, and 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 uh, uh, really the the uh, you, you just you can't get the fellowship that you need and and the encouragement. That's why it's important that we come back and we come back on a Sunday night. We come back on a Wednesday night and we fellowship with one another. We <clears throat> we have people that we can call during the week and talk to and throw ideas off of them or just ask them to pray with you over uh, certain uh, issues or whatever is going on and, and how important the, the fellowship of believers are because here we see that Paul's emotional state was uh, somewhat uh, maybe on a ledge at the time when he came into Corinth, and the first thing that God does is brings brings him some other believers like Aquila and Priscilla, and uh, <clears throat> so uh, truly a, a, a blessing that is. I thought I, I thought I oh <clears throat> yeah, I'll get to it in a moment. So anyway, so now we move on, and now we're going to see the fruit of faithfulness in verses four through eleven, and we should we'll we'll finish with that tonight. And so, first of all, we see Paul's practice. Nothing ever changes. He does pretty much does the same thing. Goes into verse four, and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath, and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. So there were those Greeks that had uh, uh, come over to Judaism and and were following those practices. There were those that were, I'm sure, like Cornelius, that was seeking out the Savior and. And so, first of all, he goes in and he reasons with them in the synagogue. He, he is uh, debating with them. He's discussing with them uh, about the, the Savior. And, and during that, we see that he convinces many uh, to trust Christ as their Savior. And, and how important it is that we need to understand that whether you see results or not, we need to know that, that God's Word is going to do the work that God intends it to do. And we just need to be faithful in doing it. And here, Paul was faithful in doing exactly that and and convinced them. But then it goes on, and then it says, and when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia. Here again, we have Aquila and Priscilla that have encouraged Paul during this time. Now we have uh, 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 Silas and Timothy have, have shown up from Macedonia, and I'm sure that this has given him more of the courage that, that he needs. I, as soon as I read that, uh, some verses in Ecclesiastes came to my mind. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it <clears throat> starts in verse 9 and, it, and goes through verse 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone where he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. <clears throat> and it, it is human nature. It is how God has created us, how God wants us to behave, and, and He wants us to get out and, and talk to others, and and our society is is becoming... Uh, so much more of a of a closed society and and uh not as much of that they uh it's almost like the what, what the the social interaction they get is what they get on social media and that isn't that isn't good at all whatsoever and so here we see that they encouraged him they they helped him they brought good news to him that thessalonica was was doing well and and some of the other churches were doing well and so all of these things were encouraging him to where then he was able to get back into the focus of what he needed to do, and then it tells us in the rest of that in verse 5. The rest of that Paul was pressed in the spirit. And so when whenever we see the word pressed, then we we have the idea that uh <clears throat> to, he, he was uh uh urged and, and, and occupied in his mind. Uh, about these things, but it also has the 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 picture of holding fast of a prisoner, and so Paul, looking at Corinth, had come to the point where God doing a work in his heart that it was like, I I, I have to do something. We we can't just sit here and not get out and and share the gospel. We can't just sit here and watch all of this evil take over our city and not do something to, 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 to stop the flow of this. And, and what does he do? Does he uh, rig up a riot? He doesn't. Does he, I don't know, go go complain to the, the politicians of the time? He doesn't do any of that. He goes out and does the one thing that he know that can change the world is share the gospel. You know, and I as I was reading this and studying this and finishing this up today and and it just reminds me of, of what our focus ought to be today. I mean, every day, the, the, the things that I am hearing from, from our, our state government is, look, they have lost their minds. I mean, I, I just saw now that, that they have, have passed it through the committee, and so now it will go to the House, where, where they are taking all of the Schedule One and the Schedule Two drugs and they're going to move them down to just a misdemeanor. So if you get caught with cocaine, you're just going to get a misdemeanor charge. And so they're so they're they're disarming the 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 population who 99% of the population are innocent and have a right from God to protect their homes and and are taking their guns are going to have a gun grab, take their guns and then on top of that they're going to turn the the those that are addicted to drugs to where there is there is no there's no repercussions for what they're doing. And so what are we going to do? We're we're going to have more and more and more drug addicts come along. And so there is I'm sorry and I don't want to disappoint anybody here but there is no hope in the politicians, even in Trump. There is no hope. I mean, there, there is that they are not going to change anything to, to stop the madness of this world. But God can. And as I was reading this and then reading some historical books back in that time, also, and it's amazing to me how Paul had such a testimony. Among everyone, not, not just the saved. I mean, they, they were looking for this guy. We don't want him in our city, because whenever this guy comes in our city, he turns everything upside down, and and they, they went looking for him. I mean that's, that would give you enough to fear when you knew that everybody was looking for you, and, and but he did it. Well, if God can use Paul. He could still use us. And so we, we don't need to lose any hope. If you have no hope, it's because you're placing it in the one that, that can't do anything. Place it in the one that can change the world. And he can change the world with one person. And, and look, Satan changes the world with one person called the Antichrist. So let's, let's change the world for good by trusting and living for him. And, and so here Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. And, and so warning them, solemnly warning them, look, you need to trust Christ. You need to look to him and you need to follow him and, 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 and you need to, to, to make sure that, that you have your salvation uh, uh, settled with him. And so then, pressed in the Spirit, testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. <clears throat> but we also go on and, and, and uh, look over in 2 Corinthians, if you would, chapter 5. <clears throat> Verse 11. Here he said, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Verse 14, for the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. I want us to think about something, verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. <clears throat> I was talking to a guy in my driveway today and, and uh, uh, you know what I've also found? I have found that most people that, that I talk to, they might be a little uncomfortable, but they're not afraid to talk about the Lord. And, and talk to them. Start up a conversation. And I started one up with this guy, and, and I've known him for years, so that it does change things a little bit. But he made a statement to me. He said, I think, he said, I would love and I hope that I get to be there when when I see those that that are shaking their fist at God, and and and, and blatantly disregarding who He is. I, I hope that I get to see the day when their knees bow and and their tongues confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But and my flesh says the same thing. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you know I want to see Pelosi down on her knees. You know. And that's what you do in your mind and in your flesh. But knowing the terror of the Lord, I think if we, if we really give thought to what, to what that judgment is going to be, I mean, there will be no mercy at that, at that judgment. No mercy. None. Zero. Zero. And, and the terror of that, Paul said, compels me to persuade men. And, and how, how we need to, to do that. And, and Paul's life, I mean, they had, I'm sure they had wanted posters up for this guy. They, you know, they had lookouts waiting for him to come into the city to, to, to find out where he was, to, to get rid of him. He's already been running from those that were trying to kill him. And he continued to testify to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. And and uh, oh, how good it is, isn't it? But then we go on, and when they opposed themselves, when they themselves opposed and blasphemed. Okay, so it's kind of a middle voice. They're they're doing the action. They're not opposing themselves. They themselves are opposing. Okay, they're opposing Paul. They're opposing the gospel. They're opposing God. They're opposing anything that, that, that Paul is bringing to them, and, and they are blaspheming God. And when they did this, he shook his raiment and said unto them, your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From henceforth I'll go unto the Gentiles. That's, that's the whole idea of casting your pearl before swine. And if you go in and you share the gospel, and someone opposes you, and this word "opposed" is a military term where, where they would line up the military line and march against you, okay? And so if they get to that point, and they're blaspheming God, you've done what you needed to do. You You've done what you could to share the gospel, tell them the truth of the gospel. They reject that, they get that way, Blood's on their hands. It's their choice to make. You don't have any responsibility to go back to them. You don't have any responsibility to do any more to them or for them at that time with the gospel. And But I think it's interesting because a little bit later, one of those guys involved in that ends up getting saved. <laughs> I like that too. He said, I'm clean. From henceforth, I'll go into the Gentiles. And he departed thence and entered. Man's house, named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue, and so they defamed God, they slandered Paul, they slandered the gospel message, and so he moves into a house next door to the synagogue, and then that's where things are really going to get upset. I, I, I'm going to have to quit; my voice is not going to make it. So, but uh, we'll we'll just to be continued. All right what what a as i was studying this what a powerful story that that we have go ahead and read down through uh actually you can go down through verse 17 and and uh i i just love this they they get so mad that uh anyway it's good you you'll just see and and we'll look at it next week all right so but we just need to keep doing what god wants us to do and know that that jesus christ is the answer And he does have the power to change the world. We need to trust him. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Pray your blessings on this evening in Jesus' name. Amen.